Hare Krishna. This is a reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam, with translations and purports by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. Third Canto, Chapter 23, Devahuti's Lamentation, Texts 1 through 8. As a reminder, these podcasts are audio companions to a free online study at our website, sarusangaonline.com. If you would like to delve deeper into studying Srimad Bhagavatam with other devotees, please join us. These podcasts and our online study series are made possible by contributions from devotees. To offer your support, please use the links on our website homepage or send donations through PayPal to sarusangaonline at gmail.com. Thank you. Srimad Bhagavatam, 3rd Canto, Chapter 23, Devahuti's Lamentation, Text 1. Maitreya continued. After the departure of her parents, the chaste woman, Devahuti, who could understand the desires of her husband, served him constantly with great love, as Bhavani, the wife of Lord Shiva, serves her husband. Purport by Srila Prabhupada The specific example of Bhavani is very significant. Bhavani means the wife of Bhava, or Lord Shiva. Bhavani, or Parvati, the daughter of the king of the Himalayas, selected Lord Shiva, who appears to be just like a beggar, as her husband. In spite of her being a princess, she undertook all kinds of tribulations to associate with Lord Shiva, who did not even have a house, but was sitting underneath the trees and passing his time in meditation. Although Bhavani was the daughter of a very great king, she used to serve Lord Shiva just like a poor woman. Similarly, Devahuti was the daughter of an emperor, Swayambhuvamanu, yet she preferred to accept Kardamamuni as her husband. She served him with great love and affection, and she knew how to please him. Therefore, she is designated here as Sadvi, which means a chaste, faithful wife. Her rare example is the ideal of Vedic civilization. Every woman is expected to be as good and chaste as Devahuti or Bhavani. Today, in Hindu society, unmarried girls are still taught to worship Lord Shiva with the idea that they may get husbands like him. Lord Shiva is the ideal husband, not in the sense of riches or sense gratification, but because he is the greatest of all devotees. Vaishnavanam yatha Shambhu. Shambhu, or Lord Shiva, is the ideal Vaishnav. He 
he constantly meditates upon Lord Ram and chants, Hari Ram, Hari Ram, Ram Ram, Hari Hari. Lord Shiva has a Vaishnava Sampradaya, which is called the Vishnu Swami Sampradaya. Unmarried girls worship Lord Shiva so that they can expect a husband who is as good a Vaishnava as he. The girls are not taught to select a husband who is very rich or very opulent for material sense gratification. Rather, if a girl is fortunate enough to get a husband as good as Lord Shiva in devotional life, then her life becomes perfect. The wife is dependent on the husband, and if the husband is a Vaishnava, then naturally she shares the devotional service of the husband because she renders him service. This reciprocation of service and love between the husband and wife is the ideal of a householder's life. Text 2. Ovidura. Devahuti served her husband with intimacy and great respect, with control of the senses, with love, and with sweet words. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. Here, two words are very significant. Devahuti served her husband in two ways. Vishram Vena and Gaura Vena. These are two important processes in serving a husband or the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Vishram Vena means with intimacy, and Gaura Vena means with great reverence. The husband is a very dear, intimate friend. Therefore, the wife must render service just like an intimate friend. And at the same time, she must understand that the husband is superior in position, and thus she must offer him all respect. A man's psychology and a woman's psychology are different. As constituted by bodily frame, a man always wants to be superior to his wife, and a woman, as bodily constituted, is naturally inferior to her husband. Thus, the natural instinct is that the husband wants to post himself as superior to the wife, and this must be observed. Even if there is some wrong on the part of the husband, the wife must tolerate it, and thus there will be no misunderstanding between husband and wife. Vishrambena means with intimacy, but it must not be familiarity that breeds contempt. According to the Vedic civilization, a wife cannot call her husband by name. In the present civilization, the wife calls her husband by name, but in Hindu civilization, she does not. Thus, the inferiority and superiority complexes are recognized. Damenacha. A wife has to learn to control herself, even if there is a misunderstanding. 
Sohardena Vacha Madurhaya means always desiring good for the husband and speaking to him with sweet words. A person becomes agitated by so many material contexts in the outside world. Therefore, in his home life, he must be treated by his wife with sweet words. Text 3. Working sanely and diligently, she pleased her very powerful husband, giving up all lust, pride, envy, greed, sinful activities, and vanity. Purport by Srila Prabhupada here are some of the qualities of a great husband's great wife. Kardamamuni is great by spiritual qualification. Such a husband is called Teji Yam Sam, most powerful. Although a wife may be equal to her husband in advancement, in spiritual consciousness, she should not be vainly proud. Sometimes it happens that the wife comes from a very rich family, as did Devahuti, the daughter of the emperor, Swayambhuvamanu. She could have been very proud of her parentage, but that is forbidden. The wife should not be proud of her parental position. She must always be submissive to the husband and must give up all vanity. As soon as the wife becomes proud of her parentage, her pride creates great misunderstanding between the husband and wife, and their nuptial life is ruined. Devahuti was very careful about that, and therefore it is said here that she gave up pride completely. Devahuti was not unfaithful. The most sinful activity for a wife is to accept another husband or another lover. Chanakya Pandit has described four kinds of enemies at home. If the father is in debt, he is considered to be an enemy. If the mother has selected another husband in the presence of her grown-up children, she is considered to be an enemy. If the wife does not live well with her husband, but deals very roughly, then she is an enemy. And if the son is a fool, he is also an enemy. In family life, father, mother, wife, and children are assets. But if the wife or mother accepts another husband in the presence of her husband or son, then, according to Vedic civilization, she is considered an enemy. A chaste and faithful woman must not practice adultery that is, a greatly sinful act. Texts 4 and 5 The daughter of Manu, who was fully devoted to her husband, looked upon him as greater even than Providence, 
Thus she expected great blessings from him. Having served him for a long time, she grew weak and emaciated due to her religious observances. Seeing her condition, Kardama, the foremost of celestial sages, was overcome with compassion and spoke to her in a voice choked with great love. Purport by Srila Prabhupada The wife is expected to be of the same category as the husband. She must be prepared to follow the principles of the husband, and then there will be happy life. If the husband is a devotee and the wife is materialistic, then there cannot be any peace in the home. The wife must see the tendencies of the husband and must be prepared to follow him. From Mahabharat, we learn that when Gandhari understood that her would-be husband, Dhritarashtra, was blind, she immediately began to practice blindness herself. Thus she covered her eyes and played the part of a blind woman. She decided that since her husband was blind, she must also act like a blind woman. Otherwise, she would be proud of her eyes, and her husband would be seen as inferior. The word samanuvrata indicates that it is the duty of a wife to adopt the special circumstances in which the husband is situated. Of course, if the husband is as great as Cardamomoni, then a very good result accrues from following him. But even if the husband is not a great devotee like Cardamomoni, it is the wife's duty to adapt herself according to his mentality. That makes married life very happy. It is also mentioned herein that by following the strict vows of a chaste woman, Princess Devahuti became very skinny, and therefore her husband became compassionate. He knew that she was the daughter of a great king, and yet was serving him just like an ordinary woman. She was reduced in health by such activities, and he became compassionate and addressed her as follows. Text 6. Cardamamoni said, O respectful daughter of Swayambhuvamanu, today I am very much pleased with you for your great devotion and most excellent loving service. Since the body is so dear to embodied beings, I am astonished that you have neglected your own body to use it on my behalf. Purport by Srila Prabhupada It is indicated here that one's body is very dear. Yet Devahuti was so faithful to her husband that not only did she serve him with great devotion, service, and respect, but she did not even care for her own health. That is called selfless service. It appears that Devahuti had no sense pleasure, even with her husband. Otherwise, she would not have deteriorated in health. 
acting to facilitate Cardamomuni's engagements in spiritual elevation, she continually assisted him, not caring for bodily comfort. It is the duty of a faithful and chaste wife to help her husband in every respect, especially when the husband is engaged in Krishna consciousness. In this case, the husband also amply rewarded the wife. This is not to be expected by a woman who is the wife of an ordinary person. Text 7 Kardamamuni continued, I have achieved the blessings of the Lord in discharging my own religious life of austerity, meditation, and Krishna consciousness. Although you have not yet experienced these achievements, which are freed from fear and lamentation, I shall offer them all to you, because you are engaged in my service. Now just look at them. I am giving you the transcendental vision to see how nice they are. Purport by Srila Prabhupada Devahuti engaged only in the service of Kardamamoni. She was not supposed to be so advanced in austerity, ecstasy, meditation, or Krishna consciousness. But, imperceptibly, she was sharing her husband's achievements which she could neither see nor experience. Automatically, she achieved these graces of the Lord. What are the graces of the Lord? It is stated here that the graces of the Lord are abhaya, free from fearfulness. In the material world, if someone accumulates a million dollars, he is always full of fear, because he is always thinking, what if the money is lost? But the benediction of the Lord, Bhagavat Prasad, is never to be lost. It is simply to be enjoyed. There is no question of loss. One simply gains and enjoys gaining. Bhagavad Gita also confirms this. When one achieves the grace of the Lord, the result is that sarva dhukhani, all distresses, are destroyed. When situated in the transcendental position, one is freed from two kinds of material diseases, hankering and lamentation. That is also stated in the Bhagavad Gita. After devotional life begins, we can achieve the full result of love of Godhead. Love of Krishna is the highest perfection of Bhagavat Prasad, or divine mercy. This transcendental achievement is so greatly valuable that no material happiness can compare to it. Prabhupada Saraswati said that if one achieves the grace of Lord Chaitanya, he becomes so great that he does not care a fig even for the demigods. He thinks of monism as hellish, and for him, the perfection of controlling the senses is as easy as anything. Heavenly pleasures become to him no more than stories. Actually, there is no comparison between material happiness and transcendental happiness. By the grace of Kardamamuni, 
Devahuti experienced actual realization simply by serving. We get a similar example in the life of Narada Muni. In his previous life, Narada was a maidservant's son, but his mother was engaged in the service of great devotees. He got the opportunity to serve those devotees, and simply by eating the remnants of their foodstuffs and carrying out their orders, he became so elevated that in his next life, he became the great personality, Narada. For spiritual achievement, the easiest path is to take shelter of a bona fide spiritual master and to serve him with heart and soul. That is the secret of success. As stated by Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur in his eight stanzas of prayer to the spiritual master, Yasyat Prasadad Bhagavat Prasada, by serving or receiving the grace of the spiritual master, one receives the grace of the Supreme Lord. By serving her devotee husband, Kardamamuni, Devahuti shared in his achievements. Similarly, a sincere disciple, simply by serving the bona fide spiritual master, can achieve all the mercy of the Lord and the spiritual master simultaneously. Text 8. Karamamuni continued. What is the use of enjoyments other than the Lord's grace? All material achievements are subject to be annihilated simply by a movement of the eyebrows of Lord Vishnu, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. By your principles of devotion to your husband, you have achieved and can enjoy transcendental gifts very rarely obtained by persons proud of aristocracy and material possessions. Purport by Srila Prabhupada Lord Chaitanya recommended that the greatest achievement of human life is to achieve the grace of the Lord, love of God. He said, Prema Pumarto Mahan. To achieve love of Godhead is the highest perfection of life. The same perfection is recommended by Kardamamuni to his wife. His wife belonged to a very aristocratic royal family. Generally, those who are very materialistic or who possess material wealth and prosperity are unable to appreciate the value of transcendental love of Godhead. Although Devahuti was a princess, coming from a very great royal family, fortunately, she was under the supervision of her great husband, Kardamamuni, who offered her the best gift which can be bestowed in human life, the grace of the Lord, or love of God. This grace of the Lord was achieved by Devahuti, by the goodwill and satisfaction of her husband, she served her husband, who was a great devotee and saintly person, with great sincerity, love, affection, and service. And Kardamamuni 
was satisfied. He willingly gave love of God, and he recommended that she accept it and enjoy it, because he had already achieved it. Love of God is not an ordinary commodity. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was worshipped by Rupa Goswami because he distributed love of God, Krishna Prema, to everyone. Rupa Goswami praised him as Mahavadanaya, a greatly munificent personality, because he was freely distributing to everyone love of Godhead, which is achieved by wise men only after many, many births. Krishna Prema, Krishna Consciousness, is the highest gift which can be bestowed on anyone whom we presume to love. One word used in this verse, Nija Dharma Dohan, is very significant. Devahuti, as the wife of Kardamamuni, achieved an invaluable gift from her husband because she was very faithful to him. For a woman, the first principle of religion is to be faithful to her husband. If, fortunately, the husband is a great personality, then the combination is perfect, and the lives of both the wife and the husband are at once fulfilled.